This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The federal investigation that has divided solar importers and domestic manufacturers for months has finally reached a preliminary conclusion. Back in February, California-based Oxen Solar petitioned the Commerce Department to investigate if Chinese solar companies were evading U.S. tariffs by funneling products into the United States through Southeast Asian countries, like in Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam. And on Friday, the Commerce Department said that four Chinese solar companies did in fact attempt to evade U.S. tariffs, and that more than 20 companies were also found to be circumventing the tariffs because they failed to provide information to Commerce. Now, the Biden administration's findings Friday did include key exceptions that could actually blunt the immediate impact to the U.S. solar sector. That industry depends on imported products from Chinese solar companies, and many argue that the U.S. wouldn't be able to meet President Joe Biden's clean energy goals without those Chinese products. So today, we check in with Politico's Kelsey Tamburino about Commerce's findings and what this means for the domestic solar industry and for Biden's clean energy goals. It's Monday, November 5th. So Kelsey, what did the Commerce Department's preliminary decision actually find and how big of a deal is this? Yeah, so the Commerce Department found in its preliminary decision, and I say preliminary because the final determination will be out next year, they found that there is circumvention occurring, that there are companies evading tariffs on China by moving their products through these four Southeast Asian nations. This is a decision that the solar industry has been waiting for. I think you'll recall that the president earlier this year put in place a two-year pause that bought installers and developers concerned about this some time. But ultimately, this decision is going to have an impact in imports coming into the U.S. from those companies. And as part of this decision, they also listed 22 companies, which are smaller companies that did not supply the adequate information. So by default, are found of circumventing. And then notably, this decision named four other companies that it found were not circumventing. And two of those companies are really large suppliers for the utility solar sector. So I think folks were happy to see that, but there is just a bunch of companies that are not named in any way. So there's some confusion of like what that means. But broadly speaking, on one hand, this decision could be seen as a win for building the domestic supply chain for solar in the U.S. But on the other hand, we're hearing folks who say that this, once again, is going to freeze imports and slow the growth of solar. Right. And so the exceptions you mentioned are notable and maybe the unexpected piece here. So, I mean, how significant do you think those are kind of compared to what we thought might happen? Yeah. So the exceptions are definitely notable. There was some concern this summer when the solar trade groups and installers were saying that this could potentially be more of a broader decision that wholesale, nothing from these four countries could come into the U.S., which would have a significant impact. What we saw was more of a nuanced approach from the Commerce Department where they named specific countries. They also detailed a little bit more in terms of what the decision would apply to. So it's specifically solar modules with wafers made in China and a list of certain components made in China. Some folks I talked to said, you know, provides more clarity, but also 
expands the pool of what will be subject here. And I should note, there are a lot of the solar industry that I've spoken to is still digging through the details and trying to decipher what all this means. But there is some nuance here that signifies that the Biden administration was looking to make a more nuanced approach to this, given, I think, some of the concern that we saw for the last almost year over this impending decision. Yeah. So how is the domestic solar installers and developers and the industry groups that represent them? How are they reacting to this so far? And and is it the same level of alarm that they were saying in advance that this is going to hurt their own supply chain and hinder their ability to help fulfill President Biden's clean energy goals by limiting their access to cheap solar panels? Or do they feel like there was enough kind of nuance here that they won't be in as big a trouble? I think it's not as severe as it was in the beginning. And I think partly folks are pointing to the fact that there is this two-year pause on new tariffs. So the new duties that would be imposed as part of this won't come into effect until 2024. So there is a window in which companies can move away from these companies, build up the supply chain elsewhere. Of course, that domestic supply chain that the U.S. itself is trying to build in solar coupled with the incentives of the Inflation Reduction Act, it's not going to happen overnight. At the same time, solar trade organizations say, while it's good that this didn't target all imports from these subject countries, this still, they're saying, could cost jobs, slow the growth of the industry. At the same time, there's a lot of constraints, and they say that this is only going to further that. On the domestic side of manufacturers, obviously, Oxen is happy to see that commerce is agreeing with what they initially petitioned and and said was happening. Other folks I spoke to say in order to build up the U.S. supply chain domestically and build on the Inflation Reduction Act, we need a level playing field, which would be achieved through this trade action. At the same time, other folks say, you know, we can't build on the Inflation Reduction Act without being able to move panels and solar components into the U.S., Right. So it seems this decision is kind of just the latest data point in this ongoing tension where this fine line Biden is trying to walk as he seeks to build out the U.S. clean energy manufacturing industry while meeting his aggressive zero carbon deployment goals. I think the Inflation Reduction Act tries to do both of those things. How do you see that kind of playing out next year when the GOP House has control and and maybe they look to exploit that tension? Yes, I think that is definitely fair. We've already seen House Republicans make this point repeatedly that the transition to clean energy right now relies on minerals, solar components from China, Russia, other foreign adversarials that they say we need to slow this route, look, take a look at this. And I think you can expect to see more oversight on this aspect of the Biden administration's climate targets in the next year. Also, on Friday, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit booted the latest case in a contentious battle over sky-high grid upgrade costs back to the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission for reconsideration. The D.C. Circuit found that FERC failed to adequately address evidence that utility transmission and generation owners may discriminate against new wind and solar power resources, which are trying to connect to the grid in favor of their own power generators. The court's decision marks a tentative victory for the renewables industry, which has complained about being forced to shoulder the cost of expensive transmission upgrades, and it could influence similar cases before FERC. For context, costly upgrades are one of the biggest barriers to connecting new resources to the grid, and have contributed to the growing numbers of new wind, solar, and storage facilities that are stuck waiting to deliver clean power to customers. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch, and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. 
Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.